I didn't want the taint, dude. Don't need that I hate, taint. I hate getting taint and stuff. Well, I didn't want to mix. Like, it's your homegrown weed. It, it just finished curing. Yeah. I already had some shit locked and loaded in the grinder. I'm not going to taint it with the old product. I I'm appreciate gonna, that. I want, like, that's the, the... That's the kind of consideration that you take. My me, weed I'd autism? Like, me, I'd be like, here, dude. Yeah, no, it's in there. Go for it. It's I don't good. know. I don't know if just that's consideration me. though, or just like pure degeneracy. Yo, now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites, bigots, and all you weak ass phonies. There are never any winners, only survivors. Your gods, your masters, and your loyalty to the fucking gods. <laughs> you know, like I no, dude. We have to smoke all of the weed. You don't understand. Well, and that's that was my thought. Is you were upstairs taking a piss, and so I opened the grinder, and there was a bunch of weed in there, yeah. and I was like, "Well, I could set this aside, so I could grind his weed, mm-hmm. or we could just smoke this first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here we are. Make more. Here we are, bro. How does it feel to be? free from the clutches of that terrible fucking job being a neat rules yeah uh, those guys are on to something you um, go basically i'm just not gonna work or pre- be productive to society at all <laughs> like <laughs> and your brother's gonna bring you tendies You're all like, the time uh, yeah hey man uh, i don't feel like leaving the house today uh you want to bring me uh some beer and fucking chicken fingers please also dude i don't know about you but did you start the cameras oh god did you no fuck Fuck! God damn it! There we go. All right, we're back. <laughs> okay, we're back. This is only like what, like episode four or five with the cameras? Yeah, we, like, I think that's pretty good. We didn't, fu- we hadn't fucked it up yet. I, th- I forget they're there. I, that's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, but that's when I like zone out and just like get in my little fucking even... like I get in my wormhole and I'm just like mm, yes, and I just sit over here really boring like. <laughs> You gotta jitter and move around. You gotta drink coffee before we do it, so you jitter and move around like I do. Yeah, I don't know if I have coffee at this hour. I'll be up all fucking night. Oh, I'm gonna be up because I want to stream tonight. You streaming? Are you gonna stream some more uh, Call of Duty? Yes, sir. Is that is that the new game of choice? Yeah, I'm. It's probably gonna be for a while too. This one will hold my attention for a bit. I think you're into it. Yeah. Well, I've always liked COD. COD was like. I think a lot of guys my age, our fondest memories was in 2009 playing COD Modern Warfare 2. If you were like a gamer gamer. And then like my brother's yeah. friends too. That was like the first game they ever like started playing multiplayer. I will say OG, OG Modern Warfare was my game of choice with shipment. Yeah, yeah. That oh, little yeah. map, that the little tiny maps, map. Yeah. And yeah, I they, loved I think they playing... brought that back in the last one. They brought it back for a little bit. Yeah, I did a lot of search and destroy. I love playing hardcore mode. Do they still have like hardcore modes? I haven't seen anything for hardcore unless I'm not looking in the right place. See, what I, I love person is hardcore though. What I loved about hardcore mode is that I was actually a trash <laughs> ass player. Yeah. So for me, like being able to zip them with one bullet was key. Yeah, That's I was how like, I was hey, too, dude. if That's I, I if I get one off. I'm a little quicker and you than think you. you're sick and you're like, I, dude, I play hardcore, all right? You got to be quicker <laughs> than that. Hardcore. You got to be quicker than that. Dude, but I stopped playing Team Deathmatch 
yeah. because I would kill my teammates so yes, much yes. on hardcore because they had friendly fire. It on. was easy to do. So I was constantly killing teammates and just being like, I'm sorry, I'm retarded, I'm sorry. So I just switched to free for all and I was like, then everybody's, everybody's in the sights. Everybody's a target. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's a target, baby. Because I mean, that's, I, the, that's the real warrior's mentality. And right no there. one was really using like strategies back then, unless you were in a clan. Yeah. And you were in like a group. Yeah. Chat or Those whatever. Like, people yeah. Do. You're just. I'm like, hey, everybody's in the sights. But yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a lot of fun. They perfected everything that they kind of left out of the relaunch of Modern Warfare. Yeah, you guys talked like, about it on yeah. the uh, Lifting in the Ruins episode. Oh yeah, we spurred out. <laughs> A lot of furries, too. A lot of furry talk going on. That was wild. The furry stuff has invaded my brain in the past 24 hours, mind you. It's just like, I I don't know why. It's just stuck there. Superior fascination. I, wa- I watched a furry sissy hypnosis video, and I think it worked. You think it worked? <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked, unfortunately. You were actually downloading a zip drive and opened it, and immediately it was like, <laughs> what's happening? My furries are my MK Ultra trigger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was abducted so at a young age and put in a fursuit at a, a government facility and made, told to dance to uwu songs. Here's here's actually what I wanted. This just occurred to me. Cuz you know how we're always talking about like pedophiles, how they like they'll get into you know positions of power like either politics or like, you know, the Catholic Church, they'll become like a priest so they can diddle the altar boys and shit, sure. right? I wonder how many furries work at amusement parks just for the kicks? Like the mascot furry crossover? Yeah, dude, imagine if you love dressing up and then you got the job as Scooby-Doo at yeah. King's Dominion. I was gritty for three years and I knew that I belonged in fur at all times. <laughs> I knew that I belonged in fur. Could you imagine actually showing up to a furry convention as gritty? And just being like, no, nah, this is my fursona. They like kick you out. They're like, you're not one of us. You're not one of us. Go to the mascot convention. <laughs> It's like, you guys don't get it. You're not nearly as sexually degenerate as the rest of us. I don't know. Where do you think he got that name? You're not wearing a diaper? Gritty. You can't be here if you're not wearing a diaper. You know Gritty's wearing a diaper under, under that, under that, fuck, that, under that jersey, dude. He's got a die-die just full of just, just gritty-ass diarrhea. Shit and piss. Bud Light shits. <laughs> Yeah, the full BL of blood, shits. Full of BL shits. Just <laughs> full of stadium foam <laughs> BL shits. $10 beers. Jesus Christ. Dude, I'm so glad I'm not like a like a sports guy. You ever thought of that? Like how much in what money? Sense? Like, like enjoying like the sports se- or like the ones who want to go? Like, like you the season ticket. Oh, go, yeah. let's get hammered. We're going to the Yanks, bro. Yeah. Like, no, that would I don't I can't see myself ever doing something like that. Like sports games are fun sometimes, but like that being your yeah. like thing, like instead of like concerts or something, I, I just don't understand you at that point. I saw a lot of that. I was at the race in Martinsville two weeks ago and uh like working. Yeah, but NASCAR's a different sport. I, yeah, but That's it's That's on another level. Yeah, it is. It's it's like insane. Everyone there's really angry. What's funny, my mom used to take me to the races growing up cuz like we lived like 15 miles from the fucking Right. racetrack. Right. And uh Yeah, I remember like not knowing what was going on, but just thinking like sitting there watching these cars go cool. around, just being like this is the dopest shit ever. Had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And I was way too young to tailgate. I couldn't imagine. I haven't been no. to the fucking track. Oh, dude, dude it's crazy. The, the I would R- love the to. RV setups. Like, so I've never. I've been to like Southside Speedway, but I've never been to like the big races. Yeah, like at a 
actual big racetrack. So this oh, was yeah. like culture shock for me. And, and I Richmond is actually like a like a famous track. It's a short track. Yeah. And so when they do like the circuit, they do like the NASCAR tour. Yeah. Each fucking you know racetrack is a little different yeah and so you have different strategies obviously and so like daytona is fucking huge like daytona i think is like two and a half richmond's yeah like, I like think, one I think lap both the ones in virginia here are the two smallest in like the circuit yeah so like when they come to richmond it's literally like being in the fucking like coliseum martins- it's like it's like gladiators martinsville is martinsville smaller than rir yeah it's fucking tiny it's so sick it's like a it's like a half mile or Three quarter mile or some shit like that. It's fucking. But here I am. I'm bitch. I'm ragging on Yanks fans and yeah. I'm out here. But I guess it is different though when you tailgate and like you bring your own shit. Like, could you imagine? You know, just like all the food you would eat at a tailgate if you paid stadium prices for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absurd. I had the um, famous Martinsville bright pink slash red hot dogs when I was there. Uh, awful. Awful hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, any hot dog that's red, <laughs> just it, stay away. Dude, no. It was funny because we were sitting there, me and one of our friends, we were sitting there and we opened the thing up. It was Stoop Kid. And we looked at the bun and the bun's like stained pink <laughs> like from the dog. And I was like, I'm going to get colon cancer from this. I wonder how many people were in that hot you dog. Get a, you get a bag of 10, dude. You can get there a, there get are a definitely people in those hot dogs. Yeah. they all, Anyone who dies at the raceway, they actually just reconstitute. I, I want to <laughs> actually, I actually believe those hot dogs may have been the same hot dogs from last year. And they just sat there the whole time. You know, actually, I think you're onto something. And I think all the fans have eaten a little bit of Dale Earnhardt. Because when he died, <laughs> they just <laughs> they chucked him. in the Martinsville hot dogs. They just chucked him in the hot dog, the pink slime. And <laughs> yeah. all of us have a little bit of Dale inside of us. There's a vat of, of it underneath the raceway. I'd and love the tunnels to think, under the raceway. I'd love to think, though, that like I have a little bit of Dale in me, mm-hmm. you know? We all do. Raise hell, praise Dale, baby. What a man. Our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Fastest man alive. But <laughs> No, no shot. I actually had I had a black hermit crab when I was a kid. And it had like a like a white kind of like number three looking thing, like like in the <laughs> shell, and I named it Dale. I was like four years old, dude. Like I'm the most yee yee motherfucker. That's why when people look at me and they're like What the fuck? I'm like, you literally don't know how I grew up. You don't get it. You don't know how I grew up. Like yeah. I know, I don't know. I, don't I grew know. up. I, I won't go there. I grew up watching NASCAR, and I never went to a race as a kid, so it was very surreal. Like finally getting to like watch one in person. Yeah, sounds very different than it does on TV. Yeah, it's very different. A lot, a lot louder. A lot fucking louder. Oh, it's loud as oh, fuck. Fuck, dude. It was, but it was fucking cool. I had a hell of a time. Hell of a time down there doing that, and I got paid to do it. Yeah, it's funny. Around. So last thing about the races, uh, <laughs> my dad, like. When I was real little, my dad and his friends, anytime the race was in town, like, you know, they're good old boys. They're going to the fucking yeah, races. Be there. You know, they're going. And, you know, they used to go and tailgate. This is back in the 80s, 90s. And they'd tailgate and they'd drink or whatever. And that's when they realized. They were like, you know, we live, like, in the same neighborhood as the racetrack. No. <laughs> so you could literally sit in the backyard and hear it. Yeah. So what they would do is they would get, like, the old 90s, like, surround sound. They would all wheel out the big fucking yeah, the, speakers. The projection screen TV and shit. And like. Well, not even that. They would put the radio on. Oh, shit. And listen to the commentary while they listened to the actual yeah, just engines go, <laughs> just going around yeah, and just yeah. sitting in the backyard, King of Hill style, just yup, drinking. Be- Dude, honestly, that's bliss. And they say white people don't have culture. Right? That's enlightenment. I think that's what the Buddha did. 
Honestly, I think that's how the Buddha yeah, enlightened Buddha himself. Was a, Buddha was a big NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think he drank a lot of BLs. A lot of BLs and loved NASCAR. Was cheering for Richard Petty and was like, yo, this is what life is all about. Buddha's just a nice Southern gentleman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's chilling, dude. Look at a guy that size. I've seen some guys at the track that look like that. Same earlobes and everything. <laughs> They're usually selling the popcorn, though. <laughs> Beep. Psh, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, uh, shit, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been fucking cooling, though. Sorry to anyone who actually was, like, waiting for an episode last week. Yeah, it was boned about that. Um, My life was a living hell last week, and now it is not. Well, what you where you fucked up is that you gave someone a two-weeks notice. Uh, I got these motherfuckers a two and a half months notice, my man. You're right. But what I'm saying is that when you give someone an expiration date, they're going to be like, okay. I'm squeezing every ounce I'm, of blood out of you. Yes. So like my ultimate goal <coughs> with this company is I cannot wait till the day something pops off and then I'm just like, deuce, you know? Yeah. And just be like, Your excuse later. to leave, yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. That's kind of the 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 rat fucked thing about like capitalism and employers. And actually, something that was real fucked up. I, I don't really talk about my own job and my employer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really a big deal or whatever. But something really fucked up happened uh, to my boy, my boss. You know, her buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> bro, so anytime we go to Lowe's and shit and use a credit card, we have to get receipts for it. Right. And that's like a new thing. Used to never need receipts. It was always like, hey, when you need stuff, go to the store. Obviously, you need it to do your job. We have emergencies. If I if I have a flood and I need to, you know, put a new hot water tank in, I don't have one in the in the shed. Yeah, it's not chilling. I need to go get one. That's not like I can't just leave that, you know. So it used to never be a problem. Then they started asking for receipts this year. And then my buddy was missing one receipt. He had like a dozen, and he was missing one receipt. For $16, and they said they were going to take it out of his paycheck. And in my mind, I'm like, Come on, yo, man. so first of all, these companies got more money than they know what to fucking do with, right? Yeah. And then they're going to dick over a, a, a loyal 10-plus year employee who's been a supervisor for eight of them on, on $16. $16. That is berserk. And and I'm actually proud of homie. He fucking took the card right out of his wallet, threw it on the table, and said, "I don't want this anymore." And ne- <laughs> and next time we need something and we don't have it, I'll order it online. I'll email you the receipt. And if it takes it three days to get here, it takes it three weeks to get here. That's just what it's going to be from now on. Damn. See? And 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 it's insane that this happens everywhere. Like how many? And this happened to me, dude. I was a teenager working at McDonald's. I was like you know, $10 short in my cash register one day and they took it out of my paycheck. I'm like, I'm 16 years old and your McDonald's is taking $10 out. And I mean, I get, you know, corporation, whatever, but it's like, that's, that's just the grubbiness of just the capitalist kind of psyop that I, that I think frustrates me the most. Yeah. It's the employer employee relationship is like so broken with the way things are here. It's like, they almost think like you owe them a favor for working for them. Yeah. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. I'm only doing this because I can't survive without money. Right. That's the only reason I'm here. But I was born in a rat-fucked system, and I just literally have to do this this. or die. Yeah, or or, or 
be considered some kind of failure by society if you don't do anything with yourself. Yeah, and even if you do try to go missing and fucking hack it out in the woods and chill, like get eaten by a damn bear <laughs> in Alaska. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Bears and capitalism, the two biggest problems in this country, honestly. Really? But it just it just blows my mind that, that people go through this day in and day out. And actually, a really dope uh, movie I saw recently. It's a war movie. You might have seen it. And apparently, it's a remake of an old movie, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see it? I saw the old one. Have you seen the new one? I haven't seen the new one. Bro. I don't shill for movies that often, but this movie, honestly, it I think it came out at a great time mm-hmm. because it shows the absolute devastation of what war actually is. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot about how, like, the pundits and the talking points and Civil War and Tim Pool and all this shit. It's like, no, people don't actually want that. And you shouldn't want that. No, war's fucking hell, literally. Yeah. And and this movie, I think it came out at a great time, but it, it, it literally shows one of the things, this is what reminded me of it, was just the disparity between kind of like employer-employee, how it was like they were showing the disparity between soldier and like the elites the that were calling the shot. Yeah, yeah the people so, funding the war. Yeah, there's like there's like a shot, you know, I'm not spoiling anything, but there would be like a, a long shot of like just dead guys in trenches and people bleeding out and like really gruesome graphic and the way it's shot, like so beautiful. And the very next scene it'll cut to like a general or like some politician eating caviar yeah. in like a well-lit very, very room pointedly and, trying to make and prove just a point, yeah. the juxtaposition of right that. right and the soundtrack is on point if you <clears throat> haven't seen the I'm new have to go check it out. you have to see new all quiet on the western yeah because i saw the old one back in the day and it was like kind of comical in ways just because it was an old old movies tend to be that way because they don't quite do things right you know dude this one is like my heart was right. like i don't get sucked into movies like that but there were moments of the movie where like it gave me anxiety yeah and, like my heart was racing and, right. like, I, I caught myself like not breathing sign of a good film yeah and i think one of Cinema, the things like dennis the menace <laughs> exactly <laughs> like like christopher lloyd eating beans out of a can yeah, and dennis dude. the menace i got that same feeling watching the devastation <laughs> of world war one I have the same feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, bro. What? What you been up to? Anything fun? No, dude. Just fucking living the neat life, dude. Chilling. Not doing anything. Are you going to be making green texts now that nah, you're full neat? I would never. I just lurk. I don't post. You going to stream a lot more? Definitely. Yo, uh, plug, the, plug the Twitch real quick. Yeah, my Twitch. I, re- I changed it. It used to be Koof on me. It is now Ruins Lifter. Uh works a little bit better probably easier to find no weird numbers in it um yeah and i'm on there i'm trying to get to 50 followers so if you have a fucking twitch account go give me a follow i'm very close and i'll hit affiliate and then i can start maybe making money maybe maybe (laughs) i mean making it on twitch is like an astronomically like almost impossible thing to do nowadays yeah like most of the people you see established have been doing it like since its inception. And I think the same is true for podcasting. Yeah. I think the same is true. Actually, for a lot of like leading edge technologies, you'll see that it's like in the ether for a while. Yeah. And then the most successful people were the ones that adapted to the it first. Early adopters, yeah. And I've actually talked about this on an earlier episode. I'm actually glad you brought this up because um, this was something I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. was 
You remember when I talked about that ad I got on Instagram one time where it was like, oh, here's like an AI that'll write articles for you. I don't know. I, t- I talked about it briefly on an earlier episode, okay. but basically, I think it's called Jarvis. And oh, I think I know what you're talking about. One of them is Jarvis. They have multiple programs that do this, but basically, um, I, I guess the, the conversation I wanted to have with you was I guess kind of your thoughts on content creation and the future of it right now because basically there's this video I saw of this guy kind of like giving a speech and he's saying he's like, you know, the way we do content creation now is like I know it's going to work is because I look at, you know, the top performing videos and then he says I have, you know, a, a a text or excuse me, speech to text translator. So he transcribes all the most popular YouTube videos and he puts them into an AI and then he makes all that text as like a prompt to be like, make me my own YouTube video. Give me a subject topic. Like, but no, 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 but no, no, no. It's like literally on that. Like he says, if I want to talk about, uh, you know, cleaning up the oceans, if I want to make a video on cleaning up the oceans, I just look at the top five performing cleaning up the ocean videos. Mm-hmm. I transcribe that entire you know translation of what the the text the speech right. to text, right. and then I make that AI give me my own original YouTube video oh, so on just, how to clean it up pops the oceans. The whole video out. With it'll like, give you a script. Does it'll it ha- tell it has you, like video transitions and it'll like, say cut to this. Oh it'll say God. do that. It'll say spend five seconds talk. <laughs> and so there are these a and 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 I'm actually really happy That's that all nerve wracking all the comments on this video were like you're stealing ideas. Like how do I know if anything's original? It's like you're killing content. You're killing originality, yeah. which it is. And AI is like destroying everything that was. Yes. Original nowadays. So like, I guess that's kind of where, where I'm at is A, with the AI angle, and B, like you mentioned, just the flood of the market. Everyone's mm-hmm. podcasting. Everyone's streaming. Yeah. How do you break through nowadays? Like, what are your kind of thoughts on just like content creation well, in general now? You know, it's, I mean, with the AI coming in, we've seen it with like AI art and stuff. And like I've talked about it plenty, like that AI won that contest and like beat a bunch of actual artists who like put time and effort into shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I can see companies moving towards wanting to use AI for content creation just because of the sheer demand and the sheer lack of ideas that we see out there. Look at what movies are nowadays. They're fucking terrible. There's no original shit. All they can do is take like old comic book plots and hash them into fucking movies. And that's an endless font for them. I wouldn't be surprised if AI are writing those scripts, but, um, you know, and so I could see corporations just in their kind of soulless kind of not needing to not wanting to use any extra resources to do something like if we can save money, why the fuck wouldn't you outsource all of your content creation over to an AI? And we talked about last episode, I talked about the Google stuff with how they have so much data on us. They could they could make me a video that would tailor just to me. Yeah. With an AI if they wanted to. Sure. Just based off my data footprint. They would come up with some commentary video on some weird internet person I've never heard of. And I'd be like, I'm clicking that shit. Yeah. Let me check it out. Yeah. You know, this is perfect. They're like, oh, a Red Bar fan? This yeah. guy this guy hates Ethan? Like, yeah. I know exactly I know what exactly to give him. I know exactly how to get him to click on something. Yeah. And that is kind of crazy because when you lump that in with like precog. Mm-hmm. You know, precognitive kind of anything, anything, just the, just the idea of precognition, 
the internet is a dream machine and they've figured out how to make it kind of uh, it knows our dreams and like you said last time with the whole uh eric <coughs> schmidt guy he said we don't even need you to type anything into google we know what you want to search there's like a there's like a me that exists on the internet already Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like a profile of me. Like there's that exists in DARPA my life, life log. Like yeah, like my like my consciousness essentially exists on the internet, at least what I'm entertained by at this point. Yeah. I don't I don't really have too many social media pages. Like if I had a Facebook still, like I think it would be like me existing on the internet, you know? Right. Using that specifically, because it'd be everything. It's like all my dumb thoughts, all my dumb posts, pictures of myself, shit I take, you know. And that's like they're kind of already got us to like opt in to uploading our own consciousness onto the internet. Like that's right. the, that's the end goal, right? Is to opt in. Is to consent. Is, well, to the end evil. goal is for human consciousness to merge with machines with the, a lot of these technocrats, transhumanism, and they've already kind yep. of inadvertently got us to start doing that ourselves. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting. Is because so we mentioned Facebook is basically like a front for LifeLog. Which was a DARPA yeah. project. Right. And so you have something that's like top secret, black budget, DARPA, CIA, intelligence operation that gets turned mainstream, turns public. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, they get a bunch of people to consent to it. Now they've taken it so much further, like with the fucking, you know external hard drive i bought that was like they wanted me to agree to them to be able to like read all my emails yeah and i shit. can check and like, your hard drive anytime i want so they figured out now how to apply the data extraction in like very sneaky ways like facebook is out in the open facebook twitter instagram like you're literally putting a picture of yourself on the internet yeah you're, like you're, you're literally yeah. just doing that so there's a reason it's called a profile yes <laughs> there's a reason that's not just like so a, that's a little in your face that's a clever play on words but like it's a there's a reason it's called a profile but you don't know about um okay so i mentioned also the the joseph gordon levitt snowden movie right well there's a scene in there where they're they're at the nsa and they're talking and he's like we have shadow profiles on people where they're like you know so the someone like a company or the government let's say your phone provider mm -hmm. okay not even the government just your phone provider verizon whatever it is you have a number in your phone named mom somebody else has that number but it's not named anything and so they can use me to be like oh well this guy has her in his phone as mom so that person that they're texting must be x yeah you know and so they can figure it out just by your associations mm -hmm. and then you lump that into like everything you've ever searched everything you ever look at you know, even down to I'm I'm skitzed out enough. I think that your iPhones and like they have this technology, they'll actually they use the front facing cameras and they track where your eyes look. Mm -hmm. And so you can have a screen and they'll know if you're looking at the top half or the bottom half of the screen. Yeah. And correlate that with what you're looking at and why your eyes and are they'll know to it. They'll know what's on the screen at that time and mm -hmm. be like, oh, this thing flashed and his eyes went down really oh, quick. It was, a, di it was a, uh, <laughs> a diagnostic on how to build a fucking yeah. bomb or something. Yeah. That's literally how dialed in. And these nerds, these corporate nerds treat it like a fucking science. Like War Mode talked Treat about like on their episode. They talked about on their Patreon episode, the Rand Corporation, mm -hmm. and how they figured out, like, all these nerds just treat the entire world like numbers on a page. 
Yeah, yeah. Bankers, it's, well, it's, politicians. Like that's all we are. Sociopathic people that are drawn to that stuff. Like, because they're probably all nerds who probably were bullied and then they look, so they look down on the rest of society once they've like reached this height. You know, this like, I control the little, I control the entire web that like links us all together, you know, and I'm, I'm like be, an integral, integral part of that. It could be part of that control, but it could also be just like their nerd autism brain. Yeah. yeah. Being like, you know, too analytical. Exactly. Yeah, they're too analytical. Spud Spud hinted on that. Like all these nerds at the Rand Corporation, like they were running all these war games and stuff. Yeah. And they're they're playing out these scenarios and they're like, well, if this happens, then they'll respond like this, and then that happens, and blah. And they're playing it and they're not taking into account all the organic stuff that complex people yeah. deal with every day. And and like how kind of gross it is to like do that. Right people like how kind of icky that is and like you think you're doing it like in the I don't know, science is a weird guise for people to like do horrible things and act like they're trying to like change the world you know it's the depths of the human soul kind of shit and they're Anthony like no Fauci. You, they, you don't understand dude like we're making the world better by doing this it's like well no you're actually like building a prison you're erecting a prison around all of us and like you're you think it's cool <laughs> it's like it's it's like the it's like uh it's like dissecting a live frog and they're just like look at how neat this is you know you're like bro that's kind of morbid you're kind of like, fucked yeah. man yeah you're kind of fucked up but i mean that's like that's kind of been the mo if you look at like stuff like i've i was looking at a lot of mk ultra stuff today on the experiments and like testimonies from survivors like there was like hearings in congress in 1995 what there's some videos of people in 95 who like gave testimonials about them these women they were being trained to be uh like honeypot assassins you know no shit fang fangs yeah yeah they were tricked to be uh and like one girl was talking about how she was you know what they did to her they like held her strapped her down to a t bed and like spun her around in circles and like put a beam on her head and then like played a bunch of words in her ears, like doing all kinds of shit to implant in her. And she was chosen specifically because she had a photographic memory. Yeah. So like the traumatization stuff they do to cause disassociation, they do it very early at like three years old. And then they make you come back when you're six again to do it more because that like reinforces it apparently and allows you to like bury personalities in people. And so it's they, like that certain time frame for some reason. So they like, were fucking with kids. They were like oh yeah. getting like oh yeah like infants and six oh yeah. year olds. Mr. Sidney Gottlieb, we talked about. Yeah, he was uh, involved in all that kinds of shit. What? Yeah, they were doing all kinds of fucked up shit. They were raping the girls too. Like it's and the chick. She's like, I'd be sent home and told like I'd be told the explanations of why like I had genital soreness, et cetera, et cetera, and like what I was supposed to tell people when they asked me about it. And like, yeah, it, it's all in these chicks testimonials. I need to find the videos and I can link them on Patreon. They're fucking wild. Okay, because Joe Rogan, well, the shill that he well. is, <laughs> all it's just uh, the worst hands. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing he ever talks about is him dosing up Johns and watching them fuck. That hookers. is not the worst thing they did. He acts. He he always brings that up, just like he always shills for the you, David Fravor tic tac. You have tic -tac. to remember that all this MK Ultra stuff was directly started. By Nazi scientists, and they were doing all kinds of fucked up shit in the concentration camps to those to little girls. So whoever. you think a lot of this probably came from Operation it's, it's Paperclip? One of too. the main guys who's yeah, yeah, one of the main guys that started up MK Ultra was a Paperclip guy. So then that's that, that's he all was like the, one of the main heads that started it. And that's the all 50s. the evidence you need. Yeah. Sorry, gonna spurg a little bit, but that's all the fucking evidence you need. That NASA's a goddamn psyop. Yeah, here's the that's thing. That's all I'm gonna fucking say about Germany it. Germany didn't lose World War Two. <laughs> 
Sawi. They didn't lose. Sawi. They won. All the all the bad guys who were responsible for all the terrible things you hear about won and got shipped over here. There's a really funny in that video that I'm talking about that had those girls' testimony. It was like a whole compilation of different stuff. Right. Um, and it had all the paperclip guys at like the Air Force Base, I think it's Pendleton they were at, and they're like all standing there, like smiling with their jackets and shit, like we fucking got out, man. Like you could tell, like they were ecstatic about the fact that they're there, like getting to fucking keep doing shit. You yeah. Know? And like, but yeah, like all this modern MK ultra stuff. I found out this thing about a sub project called MK ultra sub project one, one nine. That was actually the basis for all non-lethal, um, like crowd suppression. Um, really? Whatever. Yeah. Non-lethal takedown means that was actually like the Godfather program of like all that stuff we have now, like the pepper balls and fucking, Stun guns and uh, electronic warfare w- equipment. So they were like, "How can we push like pain on people to the point we don't want to kill them? Though we don't want to kill them, and we don't want like you know Geneva Convention shit. We don't want anyone to be coming down on us. But yeah. like, what's the most we can do to like really hurt civilians? Yeah, and uh, that actually it had an interesting angle to it that I found that was um talking about electronic warfare stuff. Yeah, like using EMF and alpha brain waves. Right. Or alpha waves to like either subliminally plant things in people's heads without them noticing like phrases, thought process stuff to control a populace as well as like you will kill the prime sim- minister of Malaysia Yeah, or, or essentially like melting your fucking brain right to where you'd like your head would catch on fire. Because they'd Jesus. hit you with like a microwave ray. Havana do you remember? Syndrome. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's actually yeah. Was tied into that too. Oh, I believe it. And um, they, that the reason they were freaking out about Havana so much is they thought some other country had like gotten a hold of whatever that tech was. Like, I think they knew what that tech was, and they were like, "Who the fuck? How the fuck did they get?" Well, this? and that's why, like, so, that's why they were all bugging out about it so fucking. Well, hard. and then you're like, so then why is Tucker a shill? You know, he's an elite yeah. puppet. Like Tucker is like oh, a billionaire kid. Hundred percent. Like, so. Tucker Carlson's out here talking about conspiracy theories in Havana. Why would he be talking about space lasers and heat rays on Fox News if they didn't know what it was mm-hmm. and were trying to cover ass? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I think they're, I th- that stuff's all coming out there. There's this funny clip with Rumsfeld where this lady's she's in the front seat of the press pool and she's talking to Rumsfeld and I think they're talking about the Iraq war. And the lady's like, and what do you say to reports on the ground that there's possibly electronic warfare like equipment being used in like directional energy weaponry and stuff is something along those lines. And he's like, um, he like, he was like, I don't really have anything to say about that. Uh, and then he like looks at the guy next to him. It's like a military. He goes, do you have anything to add? And the guy goes, I would think that they are in a very early stage of development or not an employable function. Like they like, Freaked out that she asked this question. Mm. Like, Rumpels goes, oh. <laughs> like, at a moment where he's like, oh, fuck that. What is this bitch doing? Why are you asking me this? Uh, you were cool. You're in the front row. Right. You're in the front row. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, But a lot, of, a lot of really dark shit, man. I mean, and it all ties back to, like, Phoenix program stuff. Uh, like, Which, remind me, that's yeah. involved in... Um, that was NOM. Yeah. Phoenix program was NOM, where they got, like, local Vietnamese groups that they trained up to, like tattle on their fellow citizens that's uh, right like do all kinds of scary shit and like they'd send special operations groups they'd get like flimsy information they created like a civilian maintenance group which we have here in america after the patriot act got signed Mm -hmm. there is people who work with the dhs like in your neighborhoods probably who are snitches and they will tell the dhs it's see something say something kind of people you know what i'm saying right that's what they're there for yeah and it was abused highly in nam because they would they did the same shit in afghanistan too where 
people would use it to like get rid of their rivals or neighbors they didn't like. Mm-hmm. We had like the Stasi state thing going, but we were using it for good. We were heroes. We were trying to tame the communists. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's that kind of ideology of like defeating the magical other that's always been there has mm-hmm. like been the excuse for like every bad thing America's done. Yeah. Like MK Ultra was all done. Like the girls who are the survivors were talking about like, oh, you know, they told us that we're like helping defeat the communists if we like cooperate with the program and like Yeah, yada, just yada, let yada. us rape you to yeah. own the libs. If you let us melt basically. your brain and rape you, we get the win. <laughs> you <laughs> don't understand. So insane. Yeah, they but, just and and that's that's just like this that's the mind melting part of state power yeah. and that monopoly on violence is that these people get to do all this fucked up shit in the name of national security, in the name of, you know, defense of the state. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like the civilians, the actual like people that make up, you know, the psyop of what we think the state is. We think the state is the populace. The state yeah. is the people that are on the fucking payroll. Yeah, it's the people that are in the top corporations and and they have, of power. Uh, you know, it's one of the best documentaries ever. Um, and it's called the Monopoly on Violence, and I think it's it's a perfect like analogy, some summarization, yeah, yeah. yeah, of what the state actually is, and that's when you know it, it's important to talk about this shit. It's important to talk about Michael Aquino. It's important to talk about MK Ultra and yeah. the abuses and the fucked up stuff. Yeah, and, and to be like, oh, you think you did something when you voted? Yeah, dude. Really? Really, yeah. You, you guys you are did wild something? for that one. I mean, wild. I had like four different people I know, like, did you go vote today? I was like, absolutely not. I was like, fuck all them hoes, dude. Yeah. Not a damn one of them's worth a shit. I don't care if you got some fucking upstart MAGA Republican, whatever, America first, fucking my ass, dude. They're all in it for cash grabs and whatever else, is. man. Like, it's, 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 I refuse to participate. Power attracts people that want power. It doesn't attract good people that want to do the right thing. I don't yeah. care what message you're slinging. It's just the fact of the fucking matter. And yeah. like you can, you guys can keep playing that game if you want. I'm not going to fault you or tell you you're a fucking idiot for it. But like, voting will literally change nothing. It didn't change anything during Iraq and Afghanistan. If anything, voting in a uh, voting in Obama after Bush made the war on terror worse. <laughs> He ramped it up and opened seven new fronts, dude. Like everyone's like, "Oh, we got to get the Republican warmongers out of office." It's like. Two shades of the same cloth, my guys. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, it's really it's really sad to see people get played. Yeah, and that stuff all came in. It's it's military industrial complex runs this country. And it and runs the desires of this country. But that's also how they get away with it is that, you know, we're talking about MK Ultra mind control and then you apply it to Operation Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. And you apply it to the fact that they're using mind control techniques via media mm-hmm. via news via journalists yeah. via disney movies anything via anything everything war movies it's all propaganda yeah. everything that you watch everything that you see is a very finely constructed reality yeah. placed in front of you that they want you to lap up so you keep going to work so you keep wage slaving so you keep thinking that like this is the way we're supposed to fucking live. Right. And 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 that's the biggest psyop of all is thinking that this is fucking normal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Exactly. So true. Well, yeah, no, I was um and uh, my interest in psyops brought me to the godfather of like kind of the modern psyop ideology which was Michael Aquino 
a very interesting figure. I touched on him last time a little bit. Explained, right. you know, he's Temple of Set, broke off from Satanism because he thought it was too materialistic. He's more like of the, he's into more of the mindset with ma- black <coughs> magic being like an esoteric slash intellectual type thing. Versus, he was drinking the Kool Aid. He wasn't like, no, being, this isn't symbolic. Like, yeah, versus just being like edgy materialist hedonist, which is what Levey's Satanism is, right. you know. And that's like that's why you know, it's just they use the dark imagery to fucking because that's the only thing that made it cool. But Levey had a lot of Levey's got a lot of weird shit with him too. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, he had a he's a, he might be a one we have to touch on just because he's connected to Aquino. Aquino actually wrote a biography on Levey because he was so fascinated by him. Why? Weird ass, fu- dude. California in the '60s, specifically like San Francisco, that area, hotbed of strange intelligence-linked motherfuckers to um, no yeah. end, to yeah. no end. Like you couldn't throw a rock without one of them fucking showing up. Sure. Um. So let me bust into my notes here, but um, you know, Aquino wrote Mind War, which we posted. That was just an excerpt from it, but it's an actual book that is the handbook on conducting psyops. Um. But he, the f- I want to touch on Aquino a little bit more because I didn't I don't think I got into it last time about his instance of uh so he's had allegations chasing him his whole life of him being some kind of dark pedophile like he got implicated implicated in the Q stuff no as shit. well because um there was a you know like all the preschool scandals of the eighties during Satanic Panic and shit uh McMartin preschool the Franklin scandal mm-hmm. all that shit which always involves Satanic ritual abuse. Um, and the like themes of it, like men in robes and weird shit like that, you know, and mock sacrifices and Bohemian Grove shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that, I think that stuff, again, I don't think these people who do this, like Satanist stuff, like they probably believe in it on some level, but a lot of that is to like induce the disassociation when they abduct these people for this stuff. Sure. They do it to it. It's that kind of psychological torment of this completely out of the normal thing will kind of fuck your psyche. It's going to fuck your psyche up. So, um, makes it better for adrenochrome. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I think even adrenochrome is kind of a misnomer sometimes, you know, I don't know. It seems it's like a thing they made up to, like for people to hinge on. Sure. Versus like looking at the thing as a whole of like what they may actually be doing. It might not just be to kidnap and rape kids. It might be a deeper kind yeah. of system they're running here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Aquino got implicated in the Presidio scandal, which there was one guy and his name was Gary... I want to say his name was Gary... Busey? Yeah, so let's... Okay, we'll just go Presidio Scandal. So Presidio Scandal, 50 children were abused and participated in Satanic rites. Only 10 out of 55 were actually brought up in the trials as defendants. So a fuckload of them just got left out. Sure. Because they couldn't figure out exactly who the person was that did whatever it was to them. But they could directly link to this Gary Hambright guy, at least 10 of them. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the kids would be left at a preschool on the base and they would be abducted from the preschool and taken to these other places off the base where they would do things to them. But the reason Aquino got implicated in it is they were, uh, this guy and his daughter were at a grocery store and the daughter said, that's, um, that's Mickey and Gammy. And then like hid behind her fucking dad. And it was Aquino and his wife, Lilith, his wife's name's fucking Lilith, which is hilarious. A weird esoteric name to have. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, First wife of Adam. Yeah. And the kids saw them and freaked out and then told the dad like she had been abducted and taken to an apartment and was put in a bathtub with like animal parts. Um, the bathtub had like, you know, 
it was like a weird evil bathtub. Like it yeah. wasn't a normal bathtub. And she was like, it was people, for harvesting kids. It kidneys. was a black room <laughs> and it was like an all black room. And the people were all in robes and stuff. And she remembers Michael Aquino and his wife being there. And that's what she associated with. Now she gave a picture perfect description of a place that the cops later raided and found all the shit she said was there. But through pressure from the military, Aquino was never brought up on any charges or even like mentioned. Like he, he was implicated and the scandal hit the news, but the military never like looked into it any further. No charges were ever brought. The defense attorney who was prosecuting the Presidio scandal didn't bring him in on it. So it kind of gives you an example of the amount of power that Aquino wielded in the military. I mean, he was, yeah. the, he was the same level at the time as Oliver North, who was also in the military at the time. Right. So that tells you like just what he was probably up to. Um, so going into that, he wrote mind war, and that is your modern PSYOP handbook. Um, it was adopted after it came out because he, they, they wanted to try and kind of develop something after NAM to change the way PSYWAR was because PSYWAR wasn't an overall thing. And they also didn't have internet and instant communication. Yeah. So yeah. PSYWAR, this is kind of coming back to our, you know, content creation conversation about, you know, the most successful people are the ones who adapt to things first. Mm-hmm. And so these were the first guys that even pre-internet, they were figuring out how to wage mind war, psyops. Yes, exactly right. And so if they could do it then, as this technology is coming out, all they have to do is apply their theories to the technology as it comes out. And Mm. they've got you by the balls. Yeah. And the the modern idea with psyops was like, uh, it was like a shocking revelation that America had. And so they started playing catch up on it because communist indoctrination worked so fucking well Mm -hmm. at the end of the korean war all of the u.s pow's five percent resisted defecting five percent and like those were guys were just outright killed usually when it was over yeah the other all of them eventually quit and cooperated um and like became agents of the state with like speak from the behalf of the Korean people and be like, what the Americans are doing is wrong. Like, and they, they didn't know how the fuck they were doing it. So they tried to like, they had to figure it out and like reverse engineer it. And it's like through massive psychological torture, you can deconstruct a human psyche. Yeah. Uh, you know, you put somebody in a isolated cell for a week, mm-hmm. you dictate how they're allowed to stand and sleep. Uh, and if they move in their sleep, you wake them up. Like it's just, they just torture you. They just fuck with you and fuck with you and fuck with you until about four to six week in they about four to six weeks in, you finally break. Yeah. And they know when you're broken because you're muttering to yourself, you're crying, you're like fucking. And then they make you, they convince you that you did something wrong and you don't even know what it is. You're just like, yes. They gaslight you. Yeah. They, and they make you believe that, yeah, yeah, like you're answering for your crimes. So that makes you cooperate. And then you fucking reverse engineer like the cooperation into like, now I work with these guys and there's no other way the world works. Yeah. So they took that technique and with MK ultra and mind war and psyops and decided to change that because like Psy war before mind war came out, was just like, Oh, mass dropping pamphlets that said like, your dictator's a bad guy. We need to get rid of him. Like, you know, just stupid shit like that. That didn't really like, well, even, but there's also not only mass dropping pamphlets, but look at Ghislaine Maxwell's father, you know, they've been, he ran a newspaper for a long time. Sure. So, you know, Operation Mockingbird, it was only talked about in the 70s, but it was probably going on well before that. Oh, for sure. You yeah, know, so yeah. these these kinds of things, there there are sneaky avenues 
that's that's kind of the thing though is that they're working with what they have at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if all if they don't have the internet, they're going to drop paper. But um, <laughs> so it mind war in itself, it's an alternative that seeks to separate physical warfare from, you know, ideological warfare essentially. Sure. At the end of the day, so it's based off of Plato's um, theories of forms, and that the world is ruled by forms namely the form of good that's normal life for most of us but what it yeah what, what you do with mind war is is you take that option and you flip it on its head to i guess quote unquote evil you know spooky do you think I, you think I can get one of, can of course I, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. i didn't know if you wanted to wash your caffeine down with yeah i did i'm am antsy am antsy good but um yeah so they uh it's the idea of taking that and flipping it on its head much like you take a normal pentagram and flip it upside down and it's satanic you know it's um it's a game of inversion so you you want your enemies to believe that your side is right even though quote unquote you know to them you're the enemy yeah so you use that several different methods um essentially all encompassing the reality and shift di- diametrically shift the reality of what they believe which is not easy, you know, it requires like you have to control the media, control of their friends, like control of every aspect of their life, which when we're talking about like data on us, they've got all that, mm-hmm. you know? So, oh, uh, where was I? Do, 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 do. Um, he, so he was a big advocate with the mind war stuff of um, using electronic warfare the implant suggestions in people's head. That was one angle they were exploring. And that leads me to believe, like, I think, I think there is like EMF weapons in use for sure. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, um, I, I don't have anything to fucking prove it. Yeah. You know, but I don't see why they wouldn't. Cause it's, it's a, just your Alex Jones cap for a minute. Well, it's a deviously simple thing to like build at some point. Sure. I mean, they have tons of, we've seen L rads and all that shit. How hard is it to kind of engineer one that does a little bit less and like work subsonic so it's just pumping thoughts into your head that you're not actually having. Intrusive thoughts, anyone? You know, like it's your phone sending them to you yeah, all any the of time. That shit, man, any of that. Shit. Not only that though, is you know, think about the esoteric knowledge these guys have. Hitler, <sighs> occult, all that stuff. They understand the frequencies. They understand yeah. the the fundamental nature of reality. And that's an even bigger thing about mind war is that when you can keep people in a constant state of fear, panic confusion you know paranoia Mm -hmm. that lowers people's vibrations oh yeah big time yeah yeah, yeah. and that's a very powerful weapon it strips them from them it strips any kind of good from you so they can just do it yeah so when the media is constantly telling you that shit sucks and there's no good in the world your vibrations are going to low lower to that Right, and when you're at that level, that's kind of their way of electronically kicking you to keep you awake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they they don't have you in the cage anymore. Right, they've built the electronic cages around us, so they don't have you there to fucking fuck with you and drip water on you and and kick you to wake you up. And they don't need to because they have all this around us now. Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, like if you look at the way the brain works, like five percent of your brain is the active conscious brain. The one that has conversations with people that thinks about things. And then the other 95... For me, it's probably like 2%. (laughs) Go on. But the other 95% of your brain essentially is subconscious activity. Machine activity. You know, there's the stuff that... Your lungs pumping, your heart moving, your blood. Yep. Your twitch muscles, you know. Your eyes Keeping my leg balanced right now, you know. that's, That's a huge chunk of your brain that's relegated to that. So once you get to where you can use something to manipulate that part of the brain, you do 
it's over. You've won at that point. And I mean, the whole reason the World Economic Forum is even talking about hackable humans is because they can already do it. They don't talk about stuff they can't do. They're not like, yeah. oh, we're hoping in the next couple of years. Like, that's like, why I think like the Neuralink like, no, here's thing's a, a psyop. Here's the nerd who did it. And he's yeah. giving a speech here. <laughs> well, that's like Elon Musk. That's why everything he does is a psyop. I don't believe because oh, yeah. he promises stuff that never delivers. Like the whole boring tunnel. Mm -hmm. He was like, apparently he never actually wanted to build that. He was just doing it to disrupt some kind of like transit law or something. Yeah. No, he's that's yeah. called smart money moves. You know? And so he'll they'll do sneaky shit. And then his PR goes up because he's like, oh, he's doing this cool thing. And brand recognition it, bro it's it's just all a fucked yeah, um, game and that's mine war well, that's yeah, mine war i find it very funny that the guy that wants to make a brain chip brought one of the largest data mining apps in the country well isn't it also <laughs> too like speaking of mine war and pr wasn't pr like public relations basically invented by um propaganda guy what's his name bernays bernays yeah, yeah i think so isn't it, I think PR so, the is, idea of PR, yeah. Of yeah, like, like that came... Least, uh, using it as an offensive weapon, essentially. Yeah, so like propaganda, you can just kind of think about, you know, how just nasty these corporations are and aggressive they are with mm -hmm. their corporate just selling you bullshit ads. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's what it is just on steroids. Well, yeah, they were talking... So that brain stuff, he was like saying, like, we may get to a point where we can, you know introduce stuff and transmissions of commands via static like piggyback it off radio signals and uh put things in people's heads without them noticing that's the that was like kind of the goal one of the goals of mind war was to be able to get to the point where you could do that yeah and that's like a primary function of it but um let's see here yeah there was something else i had where's the other document oh well anyways so, yeah, Aquino was really into that shit. Oh, wait, I remember now. It's pictures in my phone. I took some pictures of some interesting excerpts from Mind War. Oh, yeah? Um, Which is on the Patreon, by the way, right? Oh, that's just the pamphlet. The actual book itself you can get off of Amazon. Gotcha. But um, let me see here. Gotta, let me go back to the beginning of it. Yeah, so this is like his synopsis of what Mind War is. And it, uh, it controls human external action thoughts human external action thoughts by identifying and adjusting sensory impressions that the mind uses to assemble, modify and reinforce them. Human sensory based thoughts form the basis for the constructed outward personalities and in groups for their oh God, basis for no reinforce and reinforce them, modify and reinforce the human sensory based thoughts and form the basis for this constructed outward personalities and in groups, their mores, biases, beliefs, traditions, habits and taboos and the thought, and through a graduated process, MW controls groups of humans. So already it says it there. Like he, he, Aquino is funny because he like tries to like, he very much a company man and he debunks like all the stuff that like yeah. everyone's. He's like, people give MK Ultra a little too much credit. <laughs> like, oh, come on. And like, you know, he says shit like that all the time. He did a lot of interviews on conspiracy shows. Like he goes on them when he was alive and he would like give interviews about his time and his life and all that shit. And he was very, like, very much kind of. Well, he's playing a part at that point. Yeah, of course. Like, once you're done, I mean, you're, once you're in the CIA, you're CIA forever. It doesn't, that doesn't change. You're a lifer, bro. Yeah. Once you go in, you're there forever. So, um, he, uh, phone keeps fucking locking. But, um, yeah, so the one spot that really caught my eye is uh, there was a section about magic he talked about. The Gathering? 
No, 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 not the card game. Damn. Uh, it was he was talking about magic in Mind War and what it was for, and like he broke down shapes. He, he was basically breaking down how like propaganda functions of like right things in certain shapes can evoke certain emotions out of people. Symbolism. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's this whole thing of like creating the very like taking their whole world and shaping it specifically, even down to like like logos they see. Which I think we all kind of know that goes on, like every, branding. You know, branding. Yeah, it was using branding. Like every facet of life it would be controlled by Mind War, and it would only be like it would reach its. It went three phases, and it would be like you sit there and build to this like all encompassing thing to where they don't even know that you've like won at that point. Yeah, they just know you're the good guy now. Right. So it was. Uh, I need to finish his book. It's it's a really good read um, so far, but. I didn't save the fucking magic picture. Apparently I tried to find it. I didn't see it in there, which is a boner, but, um, he fucking just goes into it. And it's very much like, it's funny reading like these documents that, you know, kind of did very sinister things. Cause they spell it out in such like a analytical, like honky dory kind of way. Yeah. Like they're the nerds just yeah. talking about it. Like, well, this is what I did. And this is because, and, and, and they're legit thinking that like, someone's going to read it and be like, you, you're the next Aristotle, yeah. you know, like they they honestly think like I, uh, the reason they go on those conspiracy shows and they're mm-hmm. out in the open and they put these books out is because I honestly don't think that they believe they're doing anything wrong. Well, I, you know what? Uh, there's a guy, um, I was reading his books. It's the guy who wrote the Phoenix program book, yeah. but also he did CIA as organized crime, which mm-hmm. is really good too. And he was talking about how these guys all kind of abide by their own, like, Odysseus, like they all think they're like, yeah, the fucking voyager, the traveler through the world, forging their own path, and it like all these guys at the CIA are like that, even like down yeah. to the field operatives and stuff. The guys they were sending into huts to chop people up and shit and nom, like they all think they're like Odysseus out there saving the fucking world. Well, the only version of the Odyssey I enjoy is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? True, so true. You know that that was based on the Odyssey. Oh yeah, no, fantastic yeah. fucking movie. I loved it. I mean, John John Goodman is a Cyclops. Amazing. Fantastic. Absolutely amazing. And the musical bit. (laughs) So good. So good. good. They they didn't have a musical in the Odyssey. No, hell no. They just had them wimpy ass sirens. They didn't have no good old boys picking some fucking banjos. Thoughts on the rock. I'd love to do a modern. Sirens were the first. I'd love to do a. You know, if we could get a modern Odyssey rendition with all the stuff from our time of what that is. And yeah, the sirens are just like Cheeto girls at the club, hot Cheeto bitches. Yeah, with with the long nails. Yes, (laughs) going like this. Yes, those are the sirens, (laughs) and they they have big hoop earrings, and their their um their siren song is just them going oh just over and over. Period at. Yes. Oh, dude, I hate a lot that of girl. period. I hate that girl, dude. Yes. <laughs> you see that chick, the one with no teeth? I think they're. It? I think they've kind of phased out. I think that was that was meme culture skank. Yeah. Meme culture skank is the best kind. Yeah. They're the best for sure. But uh, dude, this this whole Michael Aquino shit is like really bugging me, and I honestly I want to know more about his like esoteric shit because it sounds like yeah I didn't dig into the Temple of Set stuff too much. Yeah, it sounds like he definitely. He actually, like you said, he literally wrote the book on psyops. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and I it, think he took his esoteric knowledge and put it to that. 
so that's that's where we get into the frequencies and the soul harvesting the soul trap matrix and and actually using mind war as a way to enslave an entire planet i think i think we're currently living under mind war yeah definitely based upon like just the way everything works you know and like they have the the one of the main ideas with mind war he was like you have to have like all the information available about the populace you're trying to control and we have all willingly giving that to every corporation that has yeah if that's a if that's a prerequisite well they have that on they got it on they got it under control you know what i'm saying if that's step one now they're out here putting army tiktok e-girls in my face god damn lose it i'm losing it dude (laughs) i know you want to deploy now no you want to deploy never deploy you want to deploy over my dead body 